Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Since the 2019 finals, got hit with a lot of adversity and speed bumps, but never lost the faith that we could get back here. finish to just an incredible postseason run by the Golden State Warriors. Sorry, the 2022 NBA champion Golden State Warriors. Welcome into a special edition of NBA Today. We are live from ESPN's home base in Bristol, Connecticut. Lucky us. Here with the crew, Richard Jefferson, Kendrick Perkins, Zach Lowe. Are you guys ready to break this one down? Let's go. All right, let's do it. We are going to do that over the next hour, but we are going to start with exactly what happened last night. So let's take a little look-see here. It's NBA Finals, Game 6, first quarter. The Warriors, they started off a little bit slow, um, but inevitably they went on just a massive run, Richard. It was ridiculous, and we everybody was in the building, and we were all talking about how like quiet the building was, how nervous the building was. They got out 12-2, but then 22 so was it 22 to zero? It was an insane. It was a ridiculous run. This Golden State Warrior team, they fought, they had to handle that first punt. And when Jordan Poole, Mr. AKA Eyeball, when the girls are out in the streets, this man right here, he was knocking down shots from everywhere. Man, I can't take you anywhere. No, you can't. Jordan Poole, top finds it connects easily I mean now we're in the second quarter and the Warriors they did not take their foot off the gas no they didn't and when I look at this Warrior team they got out in transition and we talked about it it was turnovers turnovers. you know what sometimes turnovers are a part of fatigue and they led that on a 21 to 0 run longest one in 50 seasons well 21 to 0 run you saw that I mean that was absolutely insane and look at this big perk I know that you said it was going to be one of those things where it wasn't even going to be close I don't think it's in the direction you predicted. No, not at all. I mean, and look, Steph Curry showed us why he is an all-time great. Completely took over the, the game. But look, I'll tell you what, they hung their hats on the defensive end, getting stops and getting out in the transition to get easy baskets. Well, and you can see there Andre Iguodala hyping up his teammate Steph Curry in tears. The Warriors go on to win it and win the championship in the process, giving a hug to his coach, Bruce Frazier. Let's take a listen to Steph Curry after the game. Man, 
I'm so proud of our group. I thank God every day that I get to play this game at the highest level with some amazing people. I mean, we do know this is what it's all about, playing for a championship and what we've been through the last three years. The beginning of the season, nobody, nobody thought we'd be here, except everybody in this, on this court right now. It's amazing. Very surreal, though. Very surreal. This season, with the ups and downs, and even these playoffs, I mean, I'm just at a loss for words at times because I just knew this was possible. But to be here in real time, phew, man, I don't, I, I don't want to leave. I just want to enjoy every second of this. I know how fleeting it can be. I think this one may have been the most unlikely, just from the standpoint of where we've been the last couple of years. A lot of unknowns with injuries, but it takes uh, a full team effort to do this. And we just had a, a, a great group who, uh, who got it done. To put a number on things uh, and, and say, oh, man, we can get five or we can get six. or uh, We're going to get them until the wheels fall off. And, you know, that's our goal. We rely on each other for, for what we're great at. And it still has not been proven when we hold anybody can stop it. So, Richard, Steph adds another title, first finals MVP. Uh, you can take this question however you'd like to go with it, but what does this championship mean in the grand scheme of Well, it's been the most important, and, and, and I've said this since, since really this final started, is that of the, of the six finals teams, this is the oldest one, this is the most banged up one, this is probably the least talented team that they've showed up uh, with in the finals. And so you can see that that window is closing. So for them to get to where they got with those two years off, this is the most important one that Steph Curry has won because this is the one where he got his finals MVP. He proved that he could lead a team yep. in a way that, like, we all knew he could do it, but he said it. What else are they going to say? You led the show with that because he has eliminated any doubt, any naysayer. This is the one that cements him as, like, there is nothing that you can say about his resume. Real, real, and real quick to add on to that, you're right. It is the most important for Steph Curry because he actually – was the best player on the floor in the finals, mm -hmm. right? The best player in the finals. You look at the one that, the first one that they won, it was LeBron James, right? Yeah. He was the best player, although Cleveland lost. The next two was Kevin Durant. Now Steph could actually say, this is mine. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually own this series. I actually averaged 30-plus points, almost 35 a night, against a, a stellar Boston Celtic defense. So, I just, I, I, I'm really actually happy for Steph, um, just watching his emotions. And, and he should have emotions, because he earned it. Well, and let me say this. We've all been in locker rooms with the greats before, and they keep track of this stuff. They know, they know their tally. And let me say this. The same way that, you know, when Braun went back to Cleveland, that was his most important championship. Mm -hmm. When he solidified his legacy as like, hey, look, yeah. I got rid of that curse. When Kobe won his first championship without Shaq on his team, that was a huge moment for Kobe because it was like, hey, there was no more I was won three championships, but Shaq was finals MVP. So when you look at people's legacies and you look at like what championship means the most, you can always point to those special ones for LeBron, for Steph, for, for Kobe. This is Steph's kind of Mount Rushmore of a moment.
oh. of a moment. It's the <laughs> crowning moment of his career. I don't want to get too deep into the Steph legacy talk. Frankly, the idea that he underperformed in the finals to this point is one of the great myths in mm. modern NBA. Yep. He's been fantastic in the finals all along. But the image that will always stick with me from this finals is the emotion welling out of him, the tears welling out of him as 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 this, the, the game ended. Emotion we haven't really seen from him, and it just shows you the journey they've been on, the injuries to Clay, KD yeah. leaving, going into the abyss, to dig their way out with a team that RJ said it's not the super team. It's yeah. not the super talented dynasty team. And I just want to take, aside from all the Steph mania, two guys I want to shout out. Every championship team has got unsung heroes. Kavon Looney's, Nato Porter. Two guys I want to spotlight. One, I know we talk about it all the time. Clay Thompson it's missed like... 950 days of basketball. Yeah. To come back and be a good NBA player, to shoot from three at least, like Clay Thompson for the most part, is a remarkable achievement. And the second guy, Gary Payton II, mm. Malika, he yeah. told you last week in Boston, he was applying to be a video coordinator yeah. for the Golden State Warriors, like this year. Yeah. That's the kind of job I would apply for with the Golden State Warriors, and I'm not qualified for it, but I might apply. I don't think they win this series without his combination of defense, timely rim running, fast break buckets. It's an absolutely incredible story. And sometimes these human stories yeah. get lost amid the legacy. Durant, what does it mean? Like, Gary Payton II is an incredible story, and so is Clay. Yeah, that's why people were so, like, when he, everyone knew that he was a key to their run. That's why when he got injured, yep. the way he He did, broke his elbow like, a, like yesterday. Yeah, there was a couple, there was a lot of emotion behind that because they're like, yo, this is our best perimeter defender. This is our second best athlete on our team, and he knows how we play. So when he went out, that it's, it's rare that like the seventh man, eighth man on your team could actually really truly affect your championship chances. And I don't know if they win this series if he's not on that floor here in this finals. Well, and that was one of those things about when, when Zach, you and I were talking about this actually, when we said that, well, Clay is like the most liked man, yeah. arguably, in, in the NBA. Like even people who maybe doubt or question or like to hate on Steph Curry, nobody likes to hate on Clay Thompson. When Clay started getting booed Ooh. in TD Garden, he I was like, it. damn. Dang, this is it. different. Yeah. Um, Perk, what's your favorite moment, do you think, from, from <clears throat> My favorite moment is we have so many stories. We talk about Clay, we talk about Steph, Gary Payton II, but the best story of them all is Andrew Wiggins, mm. right? And they have an old saying, right, another man's trash is another man's treasure. Yep. And that's the kind of, that's the way I'm looking at this situation when I look at Andrew Wiggins. We're talking about a guy who's the number one pick who had a lot of pressure on him, and a lot of people were saying that, you know, he wasn't living up to the standard, he couldn't be this, he couldn't be that. Well, guess what? He actually was the second best player in the NBA Finals outside of Steph Curry. And the way he defended, trust me, look, not only in the Finals, but against Luka Doncic. And yeah. people will say, oh, Luka shot 51% against him. Well, that's why I don't get caught up in percentages. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's the shots, it's the, the wear and tear yep. that, that affected him. Meaning, I'm going to pick him up full court. Okay, he may hit a, a couple shots in the first, second, or third quarter. Right. But by the time you got to the fourth, Wiggins had picked him up bodied them up and things to that nature. But in the finals, like, if it wasn't Steph, Wiggins would be holding up a finals MVP. See, I, I loved watching how it all unfolded on the court, but the emotions after, Zach, you're right. Like, that's what gets me. And if there's 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 a lot, right, that I'm going to remember from this. It's hard to narrow it down, but if I had to pick one thing, it, just, I mean, just just take a listen. Oh, oh, oh we got some? Oh. I'm just thankful to be here, man. This is crazy, Lisa. I can't even believe it. I knew it was a possibility to see it in real time. Holy cannoli. This is crazy. Uh, I mean, this well, man's been holy.
holy cannoli. Yeah. He said holy cannoli. Are there any, by the way, like, is there any chance, like, I, I would love, like, I want a cannoli right now. Like, doesn't right. that sound cannoli. delicious? We were doesn't just, that sound good? We were just surrounded by him in yeah. Boston. I know, we didn't get one in Boston, and now, like, I'm kind of like, oh, man, like, that would have been, is, is there, that would have been so iconic. Now, 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 iconic. I, I know. What? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah, no, stop say talking. It, say not, it, just not, stop. Say oh, it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we have yes, producer Hillary. She takes Her, care no, of us. No, I feel no, like maybe you too, knew that. I feel like maybe that's going on. No, there's too much going on. There's too much going on. What's this? Uh, <laughs> that looks like <laughs> pebble. Chocolate chip. All right, holy cannoli. Still to come on NBA Today. My sit-down conversation with first-time Finals MVP himself. It's the champ, Stephen Curry. Um, and we do, we need to put a bow on Perk Celtic season. Oh. So, Kendrick, uh, you would like I, to talk about oh, that's the absolute. side of things? All right, that's we'll, not a we'll bow, get though. into how it all shook out last night. Plus, we've had a lot of fun this postseason. We've had so many great memories on the road. Our staff put together a little, a little best of the best, and, yeah, it's hilarious. So, stay tuned. NBA Today rolls on. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're watching NBA Today. I love to shoot the ball. It's something I've been doing since I was you know, three years old. Curry from half court. Everybody talks about the greatest shooter ever. It's Curry for the record. Comfortable saying that now. The greatest shooter the game has ever seen. Curry along three. That's good! Steph Curry from way downtown! The Dubs dynasty is still very much alive. They're on top of the NBA world. Thank you! And for the first time ever, he's an NBA Finals MVP, Stephen Curry! I mean, everyone knows that Steph and the Warriors, they sit atop the basketball world yet again. So this is what I want to do. Let's let's just take a second and comb through all of the significant moments from last night's game six. So let's take a look here. We're going back to TD Garden. We're going to do the whole series, actually, because why not? Game one of the finals. Remember, this is when he had a NBA Finals record six three-pointers in the first quarter. Oh, they were ready. They were fired up in that. Like, it it was weird to see this. I, like, for me, I was a little nervous. Steph came out and really set the tone, but the Boston Celtics, Al Horford and that young group, they stole, they stole game one. This wasn't enough for Steph. Yeah, Derek White and the gang. All right, that meant the loss in game, the loss in game one. Game two was kind of a must win for the Warriors. Curry, he had a game high 29 points in this game. 14 of those points came in a pivotal third quarter. One of the Warriors, one where the Warriors outscored the Celtics by 21 points. Well, it's always the third quarter. That's the one that you have to. You do a good job in that first half, but they maintain that, that pressure. Which was what was so interesting last night when we saw the third quarter. We'll get to that game, though. Game four, let's go there because Curry, this is the one you can't forget, Zach. 43 points. 
It's an all-timer. I'm glad I was there to see it. And, and you know, whatever defense they were playing, he was ready for it. And just three after three after three. And the drives, all series, the drives, the two-point finishes was just beautiful. I mean, you can see it there. I mean, this is when they talk about beautiful basketball. Yeah, beautiful. Hey, uh, Zach, you remember when you decided not to go watch him go do that in the garden? I do. I was, it's, it changed my life. I'll never do that again. Yeah. Never. Four points. I missed That's it. That's why I brought it up. And that it. brings us to game six. I mean, this was just the icing on the cake, the whipped cream on the cannoli. It's just cream, actually. I think. Yeah, and the numbers after he doesn't hit a three are always just crazy. If you look at his career, games after he doesn't hit a three, these are the type of performances he typically puts out. I mean, and look at the emotion that he's overcome with. It earns him his first finals MVP, his fourth championship. You can see the entire team celebrating. I mean, the Warriors, they have cute kids, man. That's awesome. All right, let's take a listen to the Warriors after the game. I mean, Steph was incredible tonight. I'm so happy for him to get that finals MVP. Some freaking bozo saying he needed it. I don't think, I think he's pretty much established what he can do. But to see him earn that, I mean, he's one of the greatest ever. And we all follow in his lead. And gosh, that was awesome. What a series. You know, for him, it's well-deserved. Uh, it's been a long time in the making. But he left no doubt. Left no doubt. And he carried us. And we're here as champions. The thing with, with Steph is, um, you know, w without him, none of this happens. I'm happy for everybody, but I'm thrilled for Steph. To me, this is his crowning achievement in what, what's already been an incredible career. I don't know, man. Draymond's daughter's dancing might have uh, stolen the show a little bit there. All right, Perk, I'll allow you room for a little bit of a spicy take if you want to go this way. I want you to fill in the blank, please. Steph Curry did exactly what in your eyes last night? Mm, took the crown for as being the, little, the, the greatest little man to ever play the game of basketball. Little man. Yeah, I mean, like, when we talk about guys like Isaiah Thomas and, and, and Kyrie Irving, I think Steph Curry actually have, last night, put him in a whole nother category, a whole nother at, uh, atmosphere, stratosphere for us. Him being, like, not only the best shooter, he don't get enough credit for being skilled, right? Like, one of the best to handle the ball, one of the best to finish around the basket. And when it mattered the most, every single time the Celtics was trying to make a run, he answered, and he answered in great fashion. Zach? Steph Curry did what Steph Curry always does. Steph Curry is an amazing basketball player. Before this finals, his career finals averages were 27, 7, and 7. People acted like he averaged 16 points a game in the finals before this series. And last night, he was clinical in a very Steph Curry way. Yep. He was the guy who breaks your defense and breaks every scheme you've got to the point that you don't know what to do anymore. So last night we saw the Celtics, okay, we're going to start trapping. Oh, no, all of a sudden it looked like the 2017 Warriors again. Slip pass, four on three, clay three, auto three. They all go, okay, we're going to try and switch everything. Steph Curry's like, oh, you're going to switch everything? I like that. Let's dance a little bit, Al Horford. Let's dance a little bit with Grant Williams. Floaters, layups. By the end of a seven-game series, just like it was in 2013 against the Spurs, just like it was over and over again, he breaks every scheme you've got because no one has ever shot like this and no one ever has moved off the ball like this with the combination of ball handling and off-ball movement. Damian Lillard doesn't do it. Trey Young doesn't do it. All the other guys who can shoot like Steph, they don't move anything like Steph. He is a one-of-a-kind player. Richard? 
I look, I, I just want to go. I, I want the flashback. Do we got some kind of squiggly line? Like doodly do, doodly do. We got to answer. What are you talking about? What do do, do, do? You've never seen Wayne's World? Doodly do. Too young? Doodly do, doodly do. All right, what are you looking for? Do you see him hitting at least five? What am I looking for? What am I looking for? Because we saw his numbers after not hitting a three. That was also when he broke the record for most threes that Clay eventually broke. Zach and I don't gamble, but what would you do? He's been over four in every game but the 0 of 9 game, but I'm taking the under with Perk. I think he's going to be like a regular three or four three. Can, we have, a, can we have a personal five push-up bet? Sure. Okay. I've already had to in? execute my... Actually, I think I still owe you a push-up and a half. Yeah. Five um, push-ups, it's on. Uh, Wait, I wasn't the only one who yeah, made no, it. Come on, Perk. Perk, you bet too. No, Perk, no, no, you I'm bet too, bro. First of all, it was never bro. stipulated that that would be on television. Well, that no, was never explicit. You look chills. You look chills. Stop, stop yeah, betting against Steph. It's not a rule for the both of us. There we go. All right. One. Over for two. All right, Zach. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Were you okay. a part of like some sort of like R RTC? ROTC no, at I five push-ups. <laughs> not very many. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, yeah, really yeah. You got off scot-free. That's not fair. Hey, I know some people up here who owe me push-ups. Who? I don't hey, owe no push-ups. I owe push-up and a half. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I understand though you might not be quite done with the uh, oh, no. video requests. Well, no, what I, what I, else do you want? I just oh, look, no. just give me some more. I got it all. Look, right now this is just kind of one of those moments. Can we get some more video? Can we please, please? Oh. <laughs> what do you expect from Steph tonight? Absolutely nothing. Boston is winning. Steph Curry has no effect. I don't expect nothing out of Steph. Okay. Um, yikes. I, yikes. <laughs> but part of the reason but, why I kept telling everybody that you were, like, really just being a Celtic faithful is because, like, you just well, want to believe in your guy. Well, one thing I don't need you to – look, this is the thing that you have to realize about me. I came into this world one deep. I don't need you to give nobody no explanation on my behalf. I, I'll give you the, the floor to respond when we come back because after this commercial break, we're, we're going to put a bow on the Celtic season because it was great. It was a commendable run, and it was an impressive turnaround. So Perk will weigh in on why it didn't go Boston's way last night. That's coming up next. Googly. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Boston is winning. Steph Curry has no effect. I don't expect nothing out of Steph. Total three-pointers made. Four and a half. Perk, do you see him hitting at least five? No, I don't. I'm taking it. Yeah, we don't need any Listen, the Celtics can't play any worse offensively right now. They only could go up. I got the Celtics. What? Yeah. yeah no I got, way. I got, I got, I got. No way. <laughs> what? I, I feel like the Celtics are going to come out there and they're going to play lights out tonight. I think defensively they're going to play the best basketball that they have played these entire playoffs. This is tonight. so convincing. I think I might but change you, my you... Yikes. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you want to talk about this, big fella? Like, I, I do. I do. I do want to talk about it. Look, okay. You know it always what? helps to talk first. You know what? When a, when a team heard. show you who they are, I got to believe them. And, and I just had faith. I thought the Celtics were going to come out there last, uh, last night. I thought they were going to win that game in great fashion. I thought Jason Tatum was going to be the best player on the floor. And I was wrong. Jason Player happened to be arguably the 10th best player that was on the floor last night, to be honest with you. And then I look at the turnovers. And, it, and they have been showing us all series long that, you know, the Boston Celtics, they just play with a, a low IQ, right? They just happen to go against teams that they can rely on their athleticism and rely on their playmaking ability and getting to the basket and things of that nature that they got past those series. When it came to playing against the Golden State Warriors, when it was time to actually play with a high IQ, they failed. They failed. That's All what right. happened. Well, before we go farther into exactly why and how they dropped three games in a row for the first Ooh. time in 2022, I do want to take a listen to Ime Odoka and Jason Tatum after game six last night. Finals. It's going to hurt, and it, it'll hurt for a while, and probably, you know, that stuff never goes away. I've lost one before, and so um, that was part of the message. Uh, let it propel us forward. Uh, the experience and growth and progress that we made this season. Uh, obviously getting to your ultimate goal and, and falling a few games short uh, is going to hurt and there are a lot of guys in there you know, very emotional right now. This is tough. Um, you know, getting to this point and not accomplishing what we wanted to, um, it hurts. And, you know, we all could have did things better. You know, I feel like I could have done a lot of things better. Um, but, you know, like we said, we competed, we tried all season, all playoffs. All right, so we heard from Perk. Zach, I kind of want to get your take here. What exactly was the biggest issue for the Celtics, Steph Curry aside? Lack of offensive execution, bad decision-making, too many turnovers, too yeah, slow turnovers. at times. And you can chalk that up to a lot of things. Inexperience and fatigue, likely from the load they carried. But most of all, the Golden State Warriors from day one, all the fireworks, all the Splash Brothers, that's all great and it's all important. They built this thing with defense too. And they reminded you in this series, we were the second best defense all year. Yep. They locked the Celtics up. A lot of the credit for what the Celtics did and all the mistakes they made has to go to the Warriors because for all the sexy stuff, for all the threes, this is a team that knows we got to be an elite defensive team to get where we want to go. And they've been a consistently elite defensive team dating to even Mark Jackson's years too. Well, the, the eye-popping stat for me was 100 turnovers for Jason Tatum collectively. Look, I've I, I played with guys that, that turn over the ball. Jason Kidd, he's led the league in assists multiple yep. times, led the league in turnovers multiple times. You understand it from a playmaking aspect. LeBron James, he's going to score, facilitate all this. I think Jason Tatum, his most natural role, the role that will allow him to excel is a basketball player that scores. And I say that in the sense of this. When you ask him to playmate, it's very similar to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has improved his playmaking ability, but for the most part, at his prime, he is not a playmaker. He's a scorer and a finisher, and that's why for the last couple of years, they were talking about finding a point guard for this group, because that will eliminate some of these areas, and it'll allow for a, a growth period for, for Jason Tatum. But, but when you talk about, see, and that's the thing, when we talk about point guards, right, it's not it's not very it's like it's not your tra traditional point guard like we're not going to go find a, 
a Rajon Rondo. So when we when we talk about the Celtics need a point guard, like what are we talking about? I just more mean someone that can help facilitate. You saw how much they struggled to create for themselves and create for them as towards the end. Because if you're trying to win a championship, you have to have that mentality at the end. Yes, you can get through a few rounds, but you want to be able to have guys that like, hey, Jason Tatum, I'm going to feed you an easy bucket. It's just like when they take Steph off the ball. Steph's got Draymond out there creating and feeding for him. That's one of the greatest scores we've ever seen. And he's got another guy out there that's just popping the ball, moving the ball, trying to get you easier shots while you work. And I think all great players need that to a certain degree. I agree. And then another thing real quick, Malik, is that I hear a lot of people say, oh, the Celtics, they got time. Like, it's not a guarantee that you make it back to the Phoenix Suns. Milwaukee I know, I know a couple of guys that made it there one time and never went back. I will say, though, it is there is something to be said for getting all the way there and then having your heart broken. When you have that, Ime Odoka talked about it last night, when you have that sit with you, when you have that feeling, it doesn't really go away until you get back there again. So hard we saw that there. with the Milwaukee Bucks. It's hard to get back there, but if the Celtics do, there you go. All right, still to come. What does winning that elusive finals MVP mean for Steph Curry's legacy? Well, I asked him exactly that. Find out what he said when we return. Stephardless. That's kind of cool. That's I haven't cool. seen it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today. What are they going to say now? Steph Curry told me that that's what he'd been screaming to his teammates in the moments after the final buzzer sounded, and he had earned his fourth championship and his first finals MVP. Now, all of you know this. I grew up in the Bay Area. I distinctly remember being in Oracle Arena with my dad when a kind of spindly point guard was given the keys to a historic franchise. And then the questions the fan base had in the time, it was like, Really? Are you sure? What about Monte Ellis? Can this dude even stay healthy enough? And now, 13 seasons in, Curry has become synonymous with the Warriors in the Bay Area. He's been a champion before, but when we sat down, I wanted to know why this one stands apart. Steph, this is the fourth time that you've won it all. What makes this one different? I mean, context is everything just in terms of seven years ago, I think, to the day we won our first one, 2015. Um, and then you go to five straight finals and it becomes kind of a part of the journey. Like, that's a given. If we play our best basketball, we should be, you know, one of the best teams in the league. We should have an opportunity to play for the championship. And, you know, you win three of them, you lose two of them. And from game six of 2019 finals to now, what we've been through <clears throat> as a team, certain guys individually with a lot of injuries, Clay, you know, especially, um, to maintain our championship DNA and the confidence that if you know we get healthy and we run it back that we're still that team that makes it hit different because you go through all of those uh, episodes and just the emotional roller coaster of, of three years trying to you know get back here and 
you get it done. It's, it's a very surreal feeling. Um, I know we had a lot of doubters and, and critics that said we weren't capable of doing it. And every single person in that locker room can, you know, hold their, hold their head high and, and kind of pump their chest out knowing that they all mattered in, in terms of getting us done. So it's definitely special. Well, I imagine part of it, too, is that Steve Kerr called it maybe the most unlikely of championships that you all have won because for a couple of years there it was almost like a foregone conclusion with the talent that you had the Golden State Warriors will be in the finals that's just kind of how it was right yeah I mean from 13 uh 2013 2014 we had our first kind of playoff experiences and then we you know ended up winning a championship and that's where that uh dynasty talk and the expectation that we were you know if not the best, you know, in that championship contender category for sure. Uh, I don't. I, I'm gonna go back and look because I know there's a lot of conversations and narratives around who we were as a team coming into this season, um, and it, it definitely was different. It was a different expectation. It was a different kind of noise around us. And then when we got to the playoffs, we were still coming off of a lot of injuries and a re you know revolving door of guys who were available. It's like we just have to peak at the right time and figure out. You know what our best lives are going to be and how we can win at the highest level, but we really didn't know how it was going to look. And every series, we just figured it out. How can you win four games? Run it back. How can you win four games? Run it back. And man, it feels good. <laughs> it feels good. It was you and Clay and Draymond Green. And you guys added another superstar in Kevin Durant, and then he's since departed. And then once again, it was you and Clay and Draymond Green. At what point in this game six did you kind of look at them and say, oh, yeah, here we go, full circle? I think we did that in the first round. Uh, when I knew I was coming back from my foot injury, and I think somebody mentioned that, you know, when we all, us three, when we start every game of a series, we have not been beaten. Um, and that's all the reminder we needed of you know who we are as a trio, what we all bring to the table, and how we can kind of help lift uh, you know all of our guys that need to play a huge part in us winning. And that's the championship DNA and confidence that we've carried over these years that manifested itself at the right time. So I'm glad that streak is is continued with you know three old guys that are uh, champs once again. Well, what about the this. <laughs> I, uh, it might have been a little early in the game, but I was feeling it. And I shout out to Aaron Donald, who I was at Super Bowl uh, this year watching the, watching the Rams play. And uh, I knew he did it in the, in the NFC Championship game. And then he did it again when he got that sack at the end of the game to, to, to lock it down. I was inspired by that celebration. and wanted to kind of manifest some confidence. Um, obviously, Boston went on a little run after that, and it was kind of how can I finish the game? But I was so just wrapped up in the moment and the environment, and the fact that we were right on the doorstep of you know, me personally, and a lot of guys win, win our fourth championship. So glad it worked out. How about Steve Kerr? What does he mean to you in this group? It means everything. I mean, I always talk about Mark Jackson and his uh, three years of helping us build an identity of a team that's that's on the on you know on the prowl and, and taking that next step. And then when Coach Kerr came in, he's been an amazing leader. You know, every single day, on and off the court, in the locker room, he's great, just managing people and different personalities, and you know, uplifting everybody. 
And there's a lot of talk that he just came into the, you know the right situation. Um, once upon a time, he had to decide between New York and, and Golden State, you know, and he wins his first championship in his first year. But the fact that we've gone through those five years, you know, with the talent that we had, and then are able to, you know, withstand some, you know, some down days. And Coach Kerr has done an amazing job with his staff of um, putting us in a position to be successful, and then letting us go out and just hoop and. That man's a winner. <laughs> he wins everywhere he goes. It's, it's sort of fun to look back at the footage the first time you all won a championship, sort of the, the baby-faced uh, assassin. And there's a video of you when you're holding the Larry O'Brien trophy for the first time, and you look at it and you say, it's even shinier in person. And now you have a new trophy. I mean, is that one even shinier in person? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I've seen it up close and personal with Andre and KD twice, but to... Uh, to have one for myself and you know enjoy that moment that moment is unlike anything else and that you experience in this game where the emotions come out you look around and you see all the faces of everybody that's been there you know from day one of this season and you know years past where you know how much they pour into you know the grind and the journey um, and everybody playing their role to the best of their ability and that's what that joy is in that moment. Um, Coach Curry, <clears throat> his favorite line is, that's why we pour champagne on each other when it's all said and done, because it's freaking hard what we do. Uh, I've been saying it for the last hour, like, what they gonna say now? <laughs> what they gonna say now? This is, this is crazy. Now that you're holding it and that you have it, did, did it matter to you to win that? I know that means you won, we talked about it yeah. earlier, but you've won before and you didn't have that. Did it matter? I think, and, like I said, context is everything, and in the terms of you know the last three championships, um, Andre, Katie, those guys obviously deserved it. They played amazing. They we don't win the championship without their um, you know their effort, the results that they put out on the court. But we don't win the championship, I know, unless I do my job uh, those three years and play at a high level. So I could honestly go to sleep and not you know rest my head on the pillow easy, knowing. The big trophy is everything, and it takes everybody to get it done. You know, with this year, I knew if we were going to be in a position to win a championship, that I would have to elevate to another level that I, you know, haven't really experienced before. And so that was the motivation. And I know we talked about it. Like, you, unless you're Jerry West, you don't win this thing unless you win win the championship. So um, to be able to, you know, sustain a high level of effort for the, you know, the six games we played in this series and do something I haven't done in my career before. It's pretty special, knowing everything that we have accomplished. Well, I imagine, too, because there's not that many firsts that you have left, you know, here. Grant Hill reminded me that I don't have an Olympic gold medal, and now that he's running Team USA, he's uh, putting that recruiting tip out for 2024. <laughs> well, it's for, I imagine, <laughs> He's keeping me probably. humble. Exactly. Yeah. Head coach Steve Kerr. He's going to want that help. It's keeping me humble, but, you know, you know, 13 years in, everything we have experienced, uh, Honestly, the respect that I got from my teammates and how much that meant, to, like that, that in and of itself, because they know how important, you know, uh, my place in this organization, what I've tried to do. But I also know how important every single one of those guys are, and I try to live that out. So uh, that respect that goes both ways means everything to me. You're a four-time champion. You're a finals MVP. You're a two-time league MVP. What's left? 
Uh, I don't know. The fact that I get to say, like, we could, we could try to be greedy. I've told a couple of young guys that were on the podium, I was like, well, we're just getting started. You know, <laughs> just trying to drop that little seed of, you know, this is amazing, but we we can be even better next year. Um, and that's, that's not just me just spewing out, just nothing. I think we really have the opportunity to keep running this thing back. So um, I'm not getting too ahead of myself, though, because I'm, I'm a little tired right now. I'm just going to enjoy this one for the summer, play some golf. Stare at this for a while and get motivated and run it back. Well, you can see yourself in it too. It's really <laughs> and reflective. Um, when you talk about legacy, we can talk about hardware, all that, all that you want, all that I want. But the fact of the matter is, there's an entire generation of young fans who have changed the way they think and look at the game because of you. There's an entire generation of young hoopers who changed the way that they play because of the imprint that you left on the game. When you digest legacy, how does that factor in? It's high at the list for sure, um, but it still hasn't sunk in yet. To to be honest, just because um, I'm not lying when I say I feel like I'm in my prime and still have a lot left to you know in the tank to accomplish. But uh, just the reality that what I how I play and what I do has resonated with so many people, and the way the game has changed, and the fact that. You know, you have your stamp on kind of, a, you know, revolutionizing the way the game is played. It means a lot because there's people that I looked up to when I was coming up that inspired me to, to grind and love practice and, you know, love, you know, working on your skill set and love competition. Um, and that was one of the things, like, every NBA player who I talked to before is, like, you want to leave the game in a better place than when you, you know, when you found it. And I think I've been able to accomplish that. Have you gotten any phone calls from a former president? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my guy Barack, uh, President Obama, who has been a, a friend and a, a golf partner and an inspiration, obviously. Uh, the fact that he's he's a uh, hardcore Bulls fan back in the day, loves Steve Kerr, but has we've, we found a bond. And he's given me so much, you know, motivation. And, uh, to do what I do and to get a call from him and be able to, you know, hear his, his sense of pride and, and uh, congratulations meant, meant the world. So um, it's all kind of surreal right now. Thank you, Steph. Absolutely. Still to come, the playoffs may be over, but we share our road of fun ahead. We relive some of the best moments from our road trip. That's next when we return. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh yeah, NBA Today, Windy City style. No one really knows how the game is played. The art of the trade, how the sausage gets made. Got it. All right, here we go. Stop. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. 
but I have yet to see one person with perk jersey on. I knew it. I knew I was gonna find one today. Hey, appreciate it. Can I? Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it if you do it. I'll do it if you do it. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. We have clearly had so much fun on the road over the last month, but NBA Today is not slowing down. We will be coming to you from New York ahead of the NBA draft. The 75th annual NBA draft is Thursday at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ABC, ESPN, the radio, ESPN, our app. Our coverage starts at 7.30 on ESPN. It's right after SportsCenter. And ESPN, not only playing a major role at the NBA draft, but also at the Black Sports Symposium, the Business Symposium, which is going on right now in Atlanta. The symposium is a disruptive, invitation-only annual event that unites, cultivates, illuminates, and celebrates black professionals and students in the sports business industry. Black Sports Biz serves as, as ground zero for black talent acquisition, engagement, development within professional sports spanning leagues, teams, agencies, and beyond for all career levels. And I'm so excited to welcome in senior entertainment reporter for ESPN's Anscape. It's Kelly Carter, who is on the floor at the symposium. Hey, Kelly, can you just explain the significance of ESPN's presence at the black sports business? I mean, honestly, we want to really find a way to cultivate and find new talent to work alongside us, but also in tandem with us because they're also a really great sports brand and professional teams here looking for new talent. And that's absolutely what's happening right here. It's a lot of networking. It's a lot of elevator pitching and just a really cool experience to be a part of. Wow. I mean, that sounds awesome. Kelly, can I, can I get an invitation <laughs> next year? I want to be there. Uh, Look at this. The band, everything. You have to. You have to, and let me tell you why you really want to be here, because as a seasoned red carpet reporter in Hollywood, tomorrow night at the gala, which happens here at the stadium, I get to wear sneakers with my gown. Oh, I'm Sam. I'm real happy. <laughs> now, you're, now, now you're just showing off, Kelly. I can't but wait to be with you alongside you next year. Thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. Really appreciate you shedding a light on this awesome event. Um, still to come on NBA Today, the Warriors, they aren't the only ones celebrating the champagne. It continues to pop. A special surprise for our squad next. Uh-oh. And we're the last team standing. You guys are the greatest. <laughs> that means hurry up, right?